welcome, welcome everybody to another celebration of fitness podcast episode. I am Matt Silva, your host, and I'm Jana. And today we're going to be going over uh, different types of training and different methodologies. Obviously, we're going to be talking about our opinions and biases towards CrossFit, but also how and when different types of training can be useful. So things like hypertrophy or bodybuilding style training, uh, something more focused on cardio. Um, and kind of where those come in based on people's goals. Yep, and how to juggle if you're training one or more or two or more or if methodologies. Or if you can or if you should. Yep, correct. We're going to start, though, with the recap. So since our last podcast, we finished Spirit Week, which we talked about on the last podcast, right? We dressed up uh, each day of the week differently for a different theme. Right, which probably sounds ridiculous, but if you didn't listen to the last podcast, it happened to be the one-year anniversary of us being in our new space. So we picked a different theme for each day, and people came in some pretty hilarious costumes to do their workouts, which was very enjoyable. Um, Big shout out to Virginia. She came as uh, the little boy from Up and did her entire workout with balloons attached to her overalls, which was amazing. Yeah, that was on Movies Day. It <laughs> um, was commitment to a theme. Yeah. Also, shout out to Sam, who dressed up as a cheerleader. Oh, yeah. For, what day was that? I don't know, but the fact that he had that costume readily available. Yes, was a awesome. skirt and a tank top and So for those long of you hair. that don't know Sam, obviously, Sam's a marine engineer, so he's only here a couple months out of the year, which makes me, again, question where this costume <laughs> was being stored and for what purpose. Yeah, so we had some some good costumes, and it was pretty fun. He also had a mullet. He also had a mullet with a with a mustache. Yeah, and uh, the week ended with our uh, party, our anniversary party on Saturday. Um, that we had people come gather at the gym, just more like a hangout, nothing themed really. The longer we were here, the better the dancing got for sure. Yeah, we tried a few different styles at first. I um, watched. <laughs> yeah. So that is for the recap. And now to our main topic, which is different types of training and methodologies. We should probably start with CrossFit since we are biased towards it. Uh, we're working across the gym. And obviously, we both believe that CrossFit is the best training methodology there is. Agreed. So I think it starts with the idea that most of the people they just need to be healthier and fitter. They right. don't they need want to move and get a good workout in for the most part. Right. They don't need to run a 10K. They don't need to compete in weightlifting. Uh, they want to have a better quality of life. They want to move better. They want to feel better. They want to look better. And that broad range of goals and desires is exactly what CrossFit gives you. Right. So when it comes to things like uh, looking better, which is probably the the biggest. Um, That's always the impetus for people goal. to make a change. I right. Mean, I wouldn't say always, I guess, but typically. Right. I think we can. Most people can agree to to a point where a good looking body is toned. It's got low uh, body fat percentage, and it's got muscle definition. Right. So when it comes to things like just running, you don't build a lot of muscle doing that. You might lose some fat and you might yeah and you might uh, tone down but you don't get a lot of definition in the sense of building muscle mass if you just weight lift 
then you might not get the uh, fat off your body that you want to. So when it comes to obviously just the, this initial goal of looking better, the fact that CrossFit involves weight training, cardio, and a broad range of different modalities is probably their number one asset to getting to that goal. Right, it's the fact that it's constantly varied, so you do different things every time you come in. And a lot of times if you do the same thing over and over again, your body gets used to it and you don't make any progress that way. And then there's the point of moving better, which I think is something that's overlooked uh, when it comes to CrossFit. Because we have movement standards, right? So a squat is when your hips go below parallel. Or an overhead press is when you reach full arm flexion, uh, elbow extension, so when we ask people to get to these positions, they inherently move better because your body is supposed to get to those positions, right? So there are people that cannot squat below parallel. But if they train in just a regular gym weight training and they sit in a machine right. that doesn't take them through the range of motion, they will never work their range of motion. Therefore, they will never get to squat below parallel or get their arm behind their head or above their heads. It's also the idea of being coached. In most other training methods, you are in a class-type situation. So a lot of times, like you're talking about people using a machine at the gym, nobody's watching them to make sure they're doing it correctly either. But even if they did, the machine doesn't let them go through the range of motion. True. So even if you do have a coach, you know, global gyms have personal trainers that take you from the machine to mm -hmm. machine telling you what to do. But because you're sitting in a machine, you're not going through those range of motions. Uh, same goes with other types of training like uh, monostructural training, so biking, running, rowing, uh, they can definitely be affected by lack of mobility, but most people can, most people run even though they might have some movement, uh, some mobility issues. Right, we've all seen that duck-footed runner. Right. So to the point of moving better, that's a point to cross it because we expect and we want people to do movements in a certain movement standard, and for them to do that, they move to they need to move well. And then there's the point of feeling better. If the first two points don't already add up to feeling better, right, looking better and moving better, there's also the idea that when you train intensely, you uh, get to results faster because your body spends more time after your training is done burning calories. Um, so, for example, when you run, why are you if you shitting on running? <laughs> it's just an example. It's always the same example. <laughs> when you when you run, if you're not doing it very intensely, right? If you're long, running long distances in a moderate pace, as soon as you're done running, your body's done burning extra calories. Right. When you work out hard, even if it is for a fraction of the time, your body will burn more calories after your workout is done. So, um, you know, that added to the other points we already went over, I think, add to this feel better. I think in that feel better is having more energy. I think that's two things that people say a lot when they come here is that they want to look better and they want to have more energy. And those two things both go towards your quality of life. Right. Comment. So, obviously, um, we both believe and agree that... CrossFit is the best training methodology when you have these. We've obviously these, drank the Kool Aid. Yep, when you have these general goals.
But we know that CrossFit is not the only way to work out. There are hundreds of types of gyms across the U.S., across the world. You probably know somebody that does Zumba. You probably know somebody that does Cycle Bar. You probably know somebody that does Pilates. You have people that go to regular gyms and do bodybuilding-style workouts, yoga. And all of them have strengths and weaknesses. And obviously, they all work to a certain degree. Otherwise, people wouldn't go to them. People wouldn't vouch for them. And while we believe that they're not the best when it comes to general goals and general fitness, they can play a part in your health and fitness journey if they're related to your goal and if you have the capacity to do it. So, for example... What if I came in and my goal was to compete in a bikini competition? What would you recommend that I do? Right. So that is a very specific goal. And even though I'm not an expert on bodybuilding competitions, I do understand that there are many divisions. And the goal is to have a symmetrical, good-looking, to their standards, uh, muscular body. Right? So they're very... The complete focus is on aesthetics. It's on figure. Yeah, it's figure. And they have specific rules that they have to follow. It's unwritten rules, but rules nonetheless. Whereas you, it's very difficult for somebody to win a figure competition while having a thick abdomen area. Um, Which, if you understand something about complex lifting, you understand that compound lifts involve your core to a degree that you will get a thicker core. So if you see people that do strongman competition or power lifters, people that have to lift compound lifts, have very heavy things, you will see that they have a pretty wide and thick abdomen area. That's is that is not fat, that is just pure muscle. They have thick lower back muscles, thick abdomen, thick obliques. So they're able to lift heavier things. And when you squat, when you deadlift when you carry heavy things, which are movements we call functional in CrossFit, you work that area and you therefore will get a thicker abdomen. We, as CrossFit coaches and working in a CrossFit gym, thoroughly believe that having a strong core is probably one of the most important things that you can have strong in your body due to the movements you do in real life, right? In real life, you do compound movements. You pick stuff off the floor. You put stuff in higher places you squat so to have a good quality of life you have to have that strong abdominal abdominal wall when but it, for a bikini competitor but for a bikini competitor you can't you have to have a small waist so therefore going to group classes might go against your goal of having the figure to win a bikini competition you can use crossfit to get stronger uh but ultimately doing squats and deadlifts it might be something that is more detrimental than beneficial. So for somebody that wants to do something like a bodybuilding figure competition, the best thing to do would be personal training, not only because to do well in a bikini competition, you have to be symmetric in your body, right? So you have to target specifically areas, specific areas. So for example, if you naturally have thicker legs, you will have to work more in your upper body to be symmetrical and and be proportional to your lower body. So, uh, again, it's something that would have to be very personalized to, to limit your asymmetries 
and to work specifically on your weaknesses and grow the muscles that you need to grow. So what actual training modality would you use for something like that? It would be basically hypertrophy training, bodybuilding style training. Again, that's something that's best done under uh, personal training. Similarly, if I came in here and told you that I wanted to get ready to run a marathon, what would you say? Well, first we would talk about the timeline of when you want to run it, but a couple of things come into mind. There's several things that we do here that wouldn't really help you achieve that goal, so I wouldn't have you do a lot of heavy lifting. We wouldn't snatch. Um, we wouldn't work on things like handstand walking. Obviously, you need to lift. You need to have some strength and some muscle mass, but we wouldn't spend a lot of time heavy lifting or trying to do one rep maxing. The majority of the training would be things like interval training and obviously running, so the majority of that would be outside of the actual gym. Right, so we both agree that CrossFit is the best methodology there is for you to get healthier, get fitter, get in shape. But if you do have some sort of specific goals that are more on the outside realm of, of CrossFit and it's more singular in modality, right, weightlifting, powerlifting, running, then the best way to get you from where you are to your goals is through some kind of individualized personal training. Right. You have to hone your focus. There's only so many hours in the day, and if you have a specific goal, the majority of those hours and training abilities and timelines need to be spent on that. So now let's say that we have somebody either that currently does CrossFit in group class setting or somebody new and they want to start supplementing their regular CrossFit with some sort of singular modality work. So let's say they wanted to do CrossFit like they normally do, but do extra on bodybuilding or do extra on weightlifting or do extra cardio and get better at running. How would we, what would be the strategy to use to complement their regular training with these single modalities? So we have a program here at the gym called Open Gym Programming that lets people use the open gym hours, which are anybody that's not familiar, just hours the gym happens to be open and the equipment is available while no classes are going on. Um, you can pick a specific coach that you want to work with and tell them your goals and they'll come up with some accessory work or some extra things to do to help you towards that specific goal while you continue with your regular CrossFit group classes. So the coach will take into account which days you want to do those workouts and make sure that if you're also going to do group class that day, that whatever the workout is doesn't interfere with what they have programmed for you. Right, I think that one thing that many people forget to think about is their overall capacity. A lot of people want to do more. A lot of people want to just add weightlifting to their regular routine or add running to their regular routine. But uh, our job as coaches is to also figure out if they're able to do it, if they should do it, if they can do it, right? So there's a saying that says more isn't better, better is better. So the idea of quality over quantity. Well, sort of. You can still overdo on quality stuff. You can do your, your overtraining 
and do it pretty well. But if you're still overtraining, then it's still going to be overtraining, which is a problem. So our job as coaches is to figure out, one, if your goal is realistic to what you're trying to achieve, two, how can we better get there, and three, if you're able to do the actual work. So sometimes we have people that want to do open gym classes, but we have to tell them, make sure they do one less CrossFit group class a day or a week. That way they can, they're able to take what we give them and recover from it and actually take something out of it. So what are some things that people should take into consideration when they're thinking about the idea of training two things at once? I think the biggest thing is, well, I guess there's two things. One is capacity. Are you able to do extra like we talked about? And the second thing is how will one type of training affect the other type of training? So if you come in and you want to do extra cardio, you want to get better at running, that's something that mixes well with the CrossFit because for the most part, running is not going to be, especially when you're doing it in this cardio setting, too intense that you have a hard time recovering from it. So it's not going to get you too sore. It's not going to get you too beat up. And it's something that probably won't affect in a negative way your workouts, your CrossFit group classes. But what does it negatively affect, especially for me specifically? What it affects negatively for you? Why did I stop doing a lot of running? Uh, because your biggest weakness was weakness. So we had to spend more time inside the gym lifting heavier weights. And But certain modalities can affect CrossFit um, and maybe affect negatively. So for example, if you're working on hypertrophy and traditional hypertrophy training, we work muscle groups at a time, right? So let's say we work your chest and your triceps one day. So we tax them and the next day you come to CrossFit group class and you have push-ups, handstand push-ups in a workout. Something that would be affected by the previous training you did. Obviously it's not something that could be potentially bad because it just means you're doing more work on it, but it can affect your performance on CrossFit group classes. Or for example, if you want to do hypertrophy training and build huge arms, right, huge biceps, huge triceps. People who have those muscles pretty defined and, and big in size will probably have a harder time getting to their front rack position, right? Getting their arms close to their shoulder. So it could, depending on if your goal is to have huge arms and get better weightlifting, one thing can negatively negatively uh, impact the other. And like I said, the, the exhaustion thing as well, uh, especially when we're doing things like weightlifting where heavy snatches and heavy clean jerks take a toll on your central nervous system and then you go in and after that ask you to do a workout in which you go balls to the walls all out one thing might impact the other so it's very important that when you do want to combine modalities or you do want to do extra work or you do want to get better at multiple things at once that you come to us because then we can create a plan and figure out what's the best way that we can hit these two things while not killing you from just fatigue, overall fatigue and exhaustion. So now we saw what it's like to complement multiple modalities, right? Or to work on something extra on top of your CrossFit group classes. But what is the process that you take people through when they decide that this is for them, that they want to work on multiple modalities at once? 
So a lot of times people approach us because they've determined that they struggle with something specifically in class or they're working towards something outside of here. Um, obviously, we're really close to Walt Disney World, so a lot of people run Disney races. So from a running perspective, people will come and say, I want to get faster, I want to run a half marathon. Okay, those two things aren't specific exactly, so we ask them a lot of follow-up questions. What's the timeline? What does faster mean to you? How much time do you have to put into this? How is it going to affect what your regular class training looks like? Do you have the ability to adjust your nutrition to support that training? All of those types of questions. And then we come up with a plan based on, based on their goal and the amount of time that they need to fit it in. Right. So CrossFit group classes is general. We want to get people fitter, healthier, stronger, faster. Those are all pretty general. When people want to do open gym programming or want to work on something maybe on personal training, they do it because they have a specific goal. Therefore, obviously their goals need to be specific, not general like group classes. And then because they have a specific goal, we have to create a plan that is specific, that is time um, realistic. Time realistic. <laughs> right. I think that's really that part is on the coach to figure out because a lot of times people come to us especially the beginning of the year or especially when we do goal setting sessions which we do periodically and they'll say things like I want to get better or I want to get a pull-up or I want to be faster when we run those aren't exactly specific they don't tell us what the reason behind them is um, or when they want to get them done by, if that makes sense. So really kind of asking a lot of follow-up questions, kind of like we talked about, I think, in the second podcast that we did, really helps us determine um, the method and how we get there. Yeah, and at the end of the open gym programming or personalized training or whatever, once we got to the goal or got as close to the goal as we can, then we run through that process again. Right, so let's say somebody comes in, and like you said, they want to get faster. So we, right. through conversation and consultation, we, we define that getting faster is going from a 9.30 mile to an eight-minute mile. And let's say at the end of the open gym programming, we get to the eight-minute mile. What happens then is we do another consultation. We talk to them again and figure out, okay, you got to that goal, or we got as close to that goal as we can. What's the next step? And they can be, if they are into cardio, they might say, oh, now I want to row a 2K at, in seven minutes. And then we start a process again. Or they can stay with, with running and say, now I'm not happy with an eight-minute mile. I want to go to a seven-minute mile. So we run through the process again because, like we said, the goal is specific. So we want to be as specific as possible with the time and how we're going to do it. Also, I think it's all really important to note that people's goals never seem to stop. It's always something else they want to work on after that. But it's never the bike. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. Nobody opts to spend any more time on the bike. <laughs> I would much rather bike than run, though. So, But anyway, right now we have the most amount of people doing open gym programming that we've ever had. So if this is something that you're interested in or if you just want to learn more about how it would be to combine modalities and work on anything, gymnastics, weightlifting, Yeah, I think of the running. people we have on it right now, we have people doing it for strength, people doing it for cardio, and people doing it for hypertrophy training. Yeah, so any, any other goals that you have, definitely let us know. 
So we wanted to spotlight somebody this week, and that person is Aaron. Aaron Higdon is currently working with me through our open gym programming to work on his cardio capacity. And he's been doing that for about two months, and he's been doing pretty awesome. He's knocked two minutes off of his mile time, and he just completed Festivus as a team with another one of our athletes, John, and they did pretty well. They came in second in their division. Yeah, good job, Aaron. And for upcoming events, we have uh, Battle of the Beach, which is going to be not this Saturday, the next, the yes. following Saturday. November 6th. Yep. And the gym will be closed that day. And where is it? Where is Battle of the Beach at? It's in Treasure Island. Okay. And we have... near St. Pete. Yeah. Somewhere I'm not going direction, so I don't know if it's like east, west, up or down from there, but it's near there. Okay. Well, west, west of here. And we have two teams? We have one team and three individuals competing in one team. Oh, yeah, that's true. So um, we would like to invite everybody to go and watch and support and cheer our people on. And now it's time to ask the final question, and I believe it's my turn to ask you something. You ready? Yep. All right. What is something that you wish you knew or a habit that you wish you had that you now have, that you now know, but back when you were younger in college or a little bit after that regarding fitness? Um, I don't know if this exactly is a habit. Maybe it's a way of life instead, but I probably – actually, no, that's going to sound terrible. Not probably. I ate really badly. All through college, I was a Division One athlete, and I never ate enough. I never drank enough water, and what I did eat was trash for the most part. Um, it has taken me a very long time not to do that, and not necessarily because I don't like healthy food, but because I am lazy and I don't plan. So what is something that you wish you knew back then? Um, I wish I knew how food actually affected your training and I didn't and I feel like I could blame whoever I want to for it but I think logically I probably knew that at the time. How do you think that would have affected you? Well for example as a division one soccer player I checked in for preseason at 107 pounds so probably if I ate correctly I would have had more muscle and gotten knocked off the ball less. What position did you play? I was a defender. <laughs> so it would have probably been important for you to be strong and... I was fast, so luckily I didn't get caught a lot. But yeah, it would have been better if I was stronger for sure. All right, folks, that is it. Like us, comment, share. Follow. Do your thing. Ask us for topics. Yep. Suggest uh, things. Yes, all these things. <laughs> We're open to suggestions. Will help for sure. And tune in next time at... At the Celebration of Fitness podcast. On? On Spotify. On, there we go. iHeartRadio. <laughs> Google Podcasts. Top of the billboards, baby. See ya. Bye.